Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordane Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing a lifetime Christmas slash Hanukkah movie called Mistletoe and Menorahs from 2019, directed by Max McGuire, most known for Midnight at the Magnolia, which I assume is another made-for-TV movie, but I have no idea what the fuck this is. Wrote by Guy Yosub, who also wrote You Make It Feel Like Christmas and Joy for Christmas. So clearly, these are two guys who really, really understand Hanukkah. Um, (laughs) They've got a beat. (laughs) (laughs) So joining us this week, and I'm so happy, I've been wanting to have her on for so long, it's Lana Schwartz. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And didn't you write a book on rom-coms? I did. What's it called? It's called Build Your Own Romantic Comedy, and it's like a humor book about rom-coms, kind of like deconstructing the tropes while also making fun of them. We love uh, that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're here to do. We have uh, an expert among us, and I love that because we need uh, an expert to help us unpack the many layers, the many <laughs> the many emotional items inside of mistletoe and menorah i feel like i'm in the presence of two experts uh so very excited to be here i have seen midnight at the magnolia which is kind of a christmas slash new year's eve movie actually but yes it's about like two radio hosts who were best friends growing up it's not bad yeah but also bronwyn and i talked about this vaguely chicago like this movie so um, that's what, I, yeah, I had been thinking about that. I think we need to make a list of vaguely Chicago <laughs> holiday movies where it feels like the movie doesn't need to be in Chicago, but it just picks Chicago at random. <laughs> like it doesn't fully use Chicago in the way it could be used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have no idea and still never been to Chicago. Maybe I have plans to, um, with Laura Bradley, a previous guest, to go see My Chemical Romance next year. Oh. But we'll see about we'll see about COVID. If if we can, then I'll finally go to Chicago and <laughs> to see the most Chicago band ever, My Chemical Romance. I love that so much. And if you need any recommendations for food or bars or anything, I will I will write everything. Down. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So Mistletoe and Menorahs, it is a movie about cultural exchange between <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Christmas and Hanukkah. I don't know who asked. Like, obviously, it feels like a monkey's paw situation. Somebody was just like, why don't we have like cheesy holiday movies that also incorporate Hanukkah? And Lifetime delivered. And brought us this, one of the most, like, weird movies I've ever watched. Because it just seems like we live in a universe where people don't, where Jewish people don't know what Christmas is. (laughs) Christmas people don't know what Hanukkah is. And it's 
truly, it's truly confusing. And we've got the Hanukkah expert is played by Degrassi and Broadway's own Jake Epstein, which uh, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Degra- there are actually two Degrassi alums in this because Corey Lee, who's in like some of the latter episodes of Degrassi before the new class, but after Jimmy mm. leaves. Um <laughs> So this this is a Canadian production, it feels like. Absolutely. There's definitely a lot of Canada here. And maybe that's maybe that's some of it is Canada's like America's a mess. You don't talk to each other. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but it stars Kelly Jack. Jackal, Kelly Jackal, who's most known for doing all three of the Pitch Perfect movies. Oh, well, good for her, you know, <laughs> for those Pitch Perfect movies. She's probably, she probably did, you know, making some good money off of that today uh, still, I would imagine. Those those evil, terrible movies. I hate them so much. <laughs> I really do. I saw all of them really high. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend who really unironically loved them, and I was just, like, very neutral. So I just took an edible and was like this is funny yeah but I, I don't know how I would handle it completely sober it's like oppressive white culture movies <laughs> one two and three like it's like it's like a gr- it's like tr- they're trying to like make you white by watching them I tr- <laughs> I've never seen anything like it I think that's also how I feel about anything that has Ben Platt oh like, yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I only saw the first pitch perfect and I was like, I think my takeaway was that I think Skylar Aston is, was hot and everything else I didn't like about it. Um, and that's a thing I need to work on also, maybe. But he's he's cute, I think. It's- I think that's a totally valid takeaway. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I can't remember if this was the first or second, which I'm sure Pitch Perfect stands would be very angry at me. But I just remember there being an Obama cameo and me being really high and just like losing my shit because I thought it was the stupidest but most funny thing ever that Obama Wait, was in a Pitch Obama Perfect movie. Obama is in it? Yeah. Is it Pitch Let Perfect me, You know what? Three? I'm going to check right now to see which one Obama was in because what if I was so high I made it up? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, yeah. Um, it's Pitch Perfect 2. I, I and, uh, yeah. Yeah, Obama, yeah, Michelle and Barack are uh, uh, vaguely wow. in it for a minute. Which I is just like, don't wow. remember that at all. <laughs> then it's, like, it's, like, it's like a really brief shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the movie is about Christy. Christy Dickinson. Wow. These names. We really. Okay. She works for a toy company, which already I'm just like, what? Okay. What is a, what is a toy company like in this age? Like, it just makes me think of like, you know, Santa's elves, like making bears. Like what, like, is it like, is it Mattel? Is it Lego? Like what, what is this like indie toy company? I don't know what this is. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But she loves making toys and she is best friends with uh, Corey Lee, Samantha, who she works with. And there's like a big holiday party in which she has to impress someone named Mr. Burger. 
And it's, <laughs> it's, it's so fucking weird because like he invites her to this holiday party. His name is Mr. Burger. And then like suddenly her friend is just like, she, well, she's like, oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm like the holiday queen. I know all the shit I'm going to win. And then Samantha's like, you know that Mr. Burger is Jewish, right? <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it like have you, like, his name, his name. <laughs> just, what do you think? And also just like the way that Christy is shocked. Like, it's like, she has never heard of a Jewish person. Like she is just like, no. what? She <laughs> like, looks so much like she was grown on like a corn stalk in Iowa. Do you know what I mean? Like, she looks like she was just picked off a stock in Iowa and sent out into the world. She looks kind of like a human version of corn. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like she's a pretty person, but she, yeah, absolutely. And she's just like, whoa, I did not equate for this. Yeah. She like can't, yeah, she can't believe there would be a Jewish person in a major city. (laughs) I don't. It's it's wild. And so then she it just becomes this whole thing and like Samantha Samantha also like makes it worse because she just is taking this so seriously. And what's what's more annoying about it is that Samantha isn't white. So like why are you acting like this? <laughs> why are why are you acting like another culture is the most confusing thing in the world? I don't know. Maybe this movie is trying to make me think that she's white, but I've seen her in other things and I know that she's Asian, so it's just like I don't what's going on. Um Yeah, like she's very much like this is gonna be really scary and really hard for you to learn about Hanukkah, but I think you can do it. I also <laughs> like think that's how it's framed. I think it's like if as a Jewish person, if I had a big holiday party and somebody came to my party and they were like, Hey, I actually don't know a lot about Hanukkah, I think I would appreciate that more than them being like I'm not Jewish, but I'm a fucking expert about Hanukkah and I love it. I would be like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, what is this? Are you yeah. trying to prove something? Is yeah. this like a fetish? Like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I truly don't get why she didn't just, if you show up at a party, like around people who are like practicing a culture that you're not part of, all you have to do is be excited, be down, be ready to like decenter yourself. Like it's it's really not that hard. Um, but for some reason, uh, it seems to be. And so Samantha's like, oh yeah, I have this friend who's like a teacher, like a middle school teacher, and he's an expert in Hanukkah, and he's gonna teach you. And it's just like an expert in Hanukkah. You mean like a Jewish person? Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> I want to say that the way that they got the way that they got to Samantha talking about Jake Epstein's character named Jonathan is they literally rack their brain to see if they know any Jewish people. And at one point, <laughs> Christy is like, it's like her boyfriend's cousin who lives in another state. They're like, oh no, she lives. Oh wait, no, 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 she lives in Canada. Okay, well that won't work. So then Samantha's like, oh, it's okay. I know a Jewish person. And I'm like, this is so <laughs> messed up. They're like counting in their heads. They're like, are there any Jewish people we could talk to? Yeah. And then like she goes like, I think he asked her or she wanted somebody asks, can you learn all all about Hanukkah in just a few days? And like the answer is yes. You absolutely can learn about Hanukkah in a half an hour. You- there's not that much to it. <laughs> you can it just 
surprised me that she just didn't like Google. You could Google. Yes, you could watch. Yes. You could watch like any like Rugrats <laughs> special. Rugrats taught me about Hanukkah, and I'm yeah. supposed to believe that this woman who is around my age has never seen Rugrats. Really? <laughs> I love I love that, Jordan. Yeah. I love that takeaway. You're like, Christy hasn't seen Rugrats. This is not realistic. This, no, it's not. <laughs> I don't know anyone yeah. who hasn't seen that who is like in our age range. Like, I understand it if you're like 25 or younger, but I know she's not. Yeah. I know yeah. she's not. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think I. Yeah. Oh, no. I wrote in my notes and I don't remember writing this. David's Jewish and in her world, that's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah so uh jake epstein playing jonathan silver uh uh, and he is i don't like he seems i don't know he's like he's like working on like acting on a register that is like honestly like kind of terrifying to me (laughs) yeah yeah I feel that way too I feel like the only time he feels a little bit normal is when he's mean to her in the beginning or they're fighting in line for like when they're like giving their coffee orders because I like was also like if a guy is like snarking at you online in a coffee shop he's trying to fuck you like I feel like there's no alternate scenario there really and then he seems the most normal. And then when they do all the Hanukkah stuff, he feels like a robot who was just programmed to know things about Hanukkah. It's He's yeah. like a Wikipedia page. He's like, yeah. oh, actually, in my footnotes about Hanukkah. And, like, I will show you. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really weird switch from him teasing her yeah. to immediately just being nice in a way that is kind of flat. Yeah, and and kind of just, like, wasting his time. And, like, I have said many times as a Degrassi fan that Mm -hmm. I hate Craig Manning, terrible character, wish him the worst. Jake Epstein is still, like, a good actor. So he's been on Broadway multiple times. I saw him on Broadway in Beautiful, and he he was pretty good. Like, he's one of, like, the few people from that... There's going to be so much Degrassi talk. I'm so sorry. (laughs) He's one of the people from that, like, original class. Well, he wasn't Mm -hmm. even... He came in a little bit later than Drake. But, like, I'm trying to think. How many Jewish cast members were there on Degrassi? There was basically him and Drake. And Drake did what isn't canonically Jewish in the show, which is funny to me. (laughs) Yeah. I loved him so much on Degrassi. Like, I knew Craig was horrible, but I still, like, loved him in a way that I think is, like, not healthy. And, like, having, (laughs) like, met people who grew up in Canada, they are just, like, around. Like, if you were, like, around that age in Canada, you knew them. So I, like, know a girl who was, like, yeah, I hooked up with him once at a party and, like, stuff like that. And I'm, like, that feels crazy to me. But if, if you were just in Toronto, yeah, like you would just know them and it's not, it was just like something they did after school almost, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, he was like a, he was like a neighborhood kid. And I mean, you know, that's why he does. Uh, Yeah. All of, all of them are. 
Yeah. Uh, and I also, I noticed I went on like a lot of Degrassi um, character Instagrams over lockdown because I was oh really, really going through it. And so many of them have just, <laughs> so many of the women on that show have just become like gorgeous influencers. And I'm just like, I just love this idea of Degrassi being an influencer pipeline. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Do you remember when Ellie, the girl who played Ellie, Stacey Farber, like left, like, she was leaving Degrassi and she was going to NYU and they gave her a show really briefly. Do you remember that? I was by any that, chance. I I think I do. What was the mm -hmm. show's name though? I don't remember what it was called, but I saw her. She was like a couple years older than me. And I was at the Angelica once with my friends from high school and we saw her and she could tell that we recognized her. And I like over like overheard her saying to somebody, like, they definitely recognize me. And I was like, okay, I guess you are awful. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. That's so funny to loudly be like, people know who I am. Do you need them to know who I you am, are? I am Ellie Nash. One of the most, like, it's not even like, it's not even that Ellie was a bad character, but it was just like, they just gave her a bunch of bullshit so much. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I wouldn't be like, I was on Degrassi. I got the worst <laughs> storyline ever. Like, the only person who got worse storylines than Ellie was Drake. And that's why he <laughs> never talks about the show anymore. And then, oh, man, I remember when the show tried to put Ellie and Drake together. And yeah. it was just, like, the last-ditch effort of, we don't know what to do with these characters who should be interesting, but we hate them for some reason. <laughs> Oh she's she's also not the only Degrassi person to go to NYU. The guy who yeah. played Sean Daniel Clark also yes. went to NYU and like studied politics or something. Somebody I know like went on a few dates with him a few years ago. Oh my god! Look yeah. at you. you're just such an insider. How were the I, dates? I, I think they were good. I don't know if how long they dated. It was like a it was like my cousin's family friend so like somebody i only saw at holidays yeah. and i think they went on a few dates i think they were good i don't think it went much further than that i oh, think she also moved to california maybe yeah so yeah well yeah. that'll so do they it. had one of those like you know you start going on a few dates and then you're like i have to move and yeah. then you wonder what was or what could be i should message her on facebook and be like hey so can you give me more details actually <laughs> yeah like i actually need this yeah. juice uh, it's kind of important yeah but, yeah i don't know wait bronwyn have you watched degrassi because that would be something that i would love to waste your time with i watched the first season oh my god oh my no but that's it no there's so okay Okay, literally. So I, I also, I feel like Degrassi would be perfect for one of our Patreon pods, like after the OC. Oh my right? God. This is all I have ever wanted. <laughs> now that you said it, I'm just like, literally there is an entire channel on like Pluto TV that's ju that just plays Degrassi the next generation and when it gets to the end it doesn't get to the Netflix seasons but when it gets to the end of like the original run it just starts over it's incredible wow that sounds both <laughs> beautiful and also like a version of hell <laughs> it's depending my, on how you look at it it's my favorite. but yeah like Jake Epstein in this movie is really really uh Jake Epstein seems like he is this seems like he's been trapped into this movie because 
because he's like dating a Christian woman and she tricked him into being in this movie to impress her parents. <laughs> and he has yeah, to like act- this movie is like actually a reflection of his life in that sense, in which he's like, I guess I gotta be really into Christmas this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you be Jewish but also the waspiest person ever? <laughs> yeah. That would be a very meta version, is if he was making this movie to impress a Christian girlfriend, you know? That would be like the movie that they make about this movie. Yes, yeah. yeah. But also the coffee line thing is so interesting because like yeah. she she shows up with her own cup, which it's fine. I'm I'm fine with that part of it. Yeah. But the fact that she wants it at a very specific temperature, mm-hmm. that's actually insane. No, she, she was truly like the worst kind of customer. You know she doesn't tip. Yeah. Like I worked as a barista for a long time and I didn't care if someone had specific order because whatever, you know, like as long as I can remember it. But the way that she had I don't know, it was just the way that she ordered and and the the temperature and then she immediately was so self-centered that she assumed that the woman working there was getting it wrong on purpose. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, she's she's obviously new, she's overwhelmed. You have you need it to be 120 degrees, which is also way hot. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's like, I know that's not what matters in that scene, but I was just like, she is going to burn herself. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's just like, oh, they're trying to get at me. And I'm like, okay, if you think that the people here are mad at you, you should either tip, yeah. get a different order or get over yourself. <laughs> but then of course, one of the scenes, uh, this is obviously just, related to the coffee and not as much to Jake Epstein but later on in the movie she has this exchange with the barista where the barista is basically like I finally got your order I'm Mm -hmm. so sorry that I messed it up before and then Christy's like oh my gosh I thought you got it wrong on purpose and then the barista is like there is nothing wrong with asking for exactly what you want and I was just like I'm sorry that exchange would never happen no why does this barista care so much about making Christy feel good (laughs) <laughs> Even if the barista felt bad, I feel like she'd be like, hey, I'm really sorry I messed it up before. This one's on the house. She's not going to give her a pep talk about how it's cool <laughs> to order the most annoying drink ever. I know. I was like, why are they validating this or normalizing this? This is a horrible thing to do. And yeah, really annoying. And like, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they should have like, like that. Yeah, that would have never happened in real life. And it was very like upsetting to me yeah it was such a weird thing to include too because it was like this ongoing joke that christy was a, an annoying customer and then instead of having her instead of just like letting that be and just like letting it be a part of her they had to have the barista actually absolve her and say no you're not annoying yeah. you know what you want and i think that's awesome <laughs> right i think like yeah another thing about this movie now that you say that is that like i guess christy they're just kind of like this girl has no flaws and that's cool it feels like very much like she's perfect. This other Jewish guy's perfect. And that's life for them. And isn't that nice? You know? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. we've got, we're doing a, a cultural exchange between the best Christian and the best Jewish person. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, speaking of, like, there aren't really any obstacles for them yeah. either. You know what I mean? They just kind of like are two people who are sort of have boyfriends and girlfriends and then they don't and then they get together and like that's about it. 
Yeah, that was the other thing is at first when I realized that they both had partners at the beginning, I was like, okay, so this is going to be where the actual conflict is, is figuring out how they feel about their current partners versus each other. But both of them kind of have duds. Like, the, yeah. like we don't ever get to know Heather, Jake Epstein's girlfriend. She seems nice, but she's very not in the movie. And then Christy's yeah. boyfriend, Peter, is just a complete douchebag. Yeah, I will say it was a really interesting choice for the thing to be wrong with that girlfriend was that she doesn't want kids. Because I was like, that is like a real life problem. Yeah, and feels too real for this movie and not earned. Like she should just be like vapid the way the boyfriend is. Yeah, almost. And the boyfriend was like, had like alt right vibes. Oh my god! Do you know what I mean? He was absolutely at the Capitol, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like also, I think was I guess like anti-semitic because he was like oh latkes are disgusting no thank you and i'm like they're just potatoes fried in oil no like i don't think anybody yeah i was like how can anybody look at that and be like gross you know (laughs) yeah like that that scene where he's talking about the latkes and he says that they look like a guinea pig like she's making a guinea pig i was like what the fuck are you talking about dude yeah i was like that is that is really like a weird a weird choice but I did kind of like in a way how cartoonish he was because he was just like babe I gotta go to the game (laughs) I gotta work gotta go to the game and I gotta work yeah that guy okay I kept on wondering what game (laughs) is there a game like is there a game that's going on during Christmas time what's the what's the game I haven't heard anybody talking about any games since like November yeah it's true. It's true. It's just like, I love sports. Yeah. That's my deal. Listen, sports never stop. If I've learned anything yeah. from this movie, it's that they don't have seasons. They're just always, there's always a game. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was also so funny, the scene with his grandmother, where he's like introducing her as Safta, but like, which is like, I know that means grandmother in Hebrew. So he's like, so- oh, Safta. And then she's like, I'm confused. Isn't her name Safta? And it's like, this is his grandmother, but they feel like two people who do not know each other. Yeah. No, do you know what I mean? No, I totally like, do. They do not seem like they know each other at Yeah, all. and he's never like, he's never like, like, he, he like says that, but and then he's like, but this is, he says her name. And it's like, that's not how you would introduce your grandmother to anybody. No. no it's no. so weird. <laughs> I fully thought that she just owned that shop and like he went there enough that he was a regular yeah and then and then he's like oh no she's actually my grandma I was like oh because I thought I'd I was like wait I thought Safta was grandma but I was like maybe he's calling her that because she's older I don't know and then I was like wait that's actually his grandma yeah this guy I really want to know more about this guy he what is his who are his friends you know, like, is he okay? Was he, <laughs> was he lobotomized? I, I don't know. I just, I truly don't know. And I just don't, <laughs> this whole movie, the the entire time, like her asking what a menorah is, mm-hmm. her being confused by the menorah. My, one of my favorite moments was her just being like, why is it eight days? Why not just tap it at a week? <laughs> I know, I know, like, the lack of understanding is, like, so bizarre, and, like, again, like, they, like, are supposed to be in Chicago for some reason, 
So I'm like, you have to have met other types of people. And also like that I, I buy her not knowing everything about Hanukkah, but the fact that he like seems, he doesn't know what secret Santa is. is <laughs> no. So He's he, never like caroling, eggnog. Reeves. Like when, okay. And the, the fact that this movie is like fruitcake propaganda. I cannot. I, I cannot. <laughs> I was the like, no, that... that is a lie. There is no such thing as a... Okay, there's a, a fruitcake that's decent, but there's never a fruitcake that is worth talking about. I'm just, I just don't under, like, him just, like, eating the fruitcake and, of uh, like, loving it. I was just like, this man is being held hostage by Christians. <laughs> what it made me think of. Uh, go on, yeah. No, I just have a weird question. So they go to that, they have that holiday market. Like, they go to Tinseltown, which, again, he doesn't know what a holiday market is, apparently. But then they, like, he's like, oh, we're doing this fundraiser for the kids so they have like where so the fruitcake is that fruitcake that he that they started making or they got it a bakery to donate it to sell it to raise money for the classroom is I that was what super happened? confused by that too I was like okay he just learned what fruitcake is and now he's selling it in mass to raise money for children I don't understand yeah. where who's his fruitcake supplier yeah and he's like oh my god it's so good and it's like yeah wouldn't you have tried it if you're selling it yeah you know I was just really confused about that part me too and again I was like okay so where did he get it did she teach him how to make it because when she had fruitcake with him they just ate it from a vendor yeah. so did he just get it in mass from the vendor but also how many people are buying fruitcake? Is that the best fundraiser? You couldn't do cookies as well. You couldn't do a few things. He's like, no, I am yeah. fully in this Christmas cheer. Yeah. And even and even when they're first introducing each other, he's like, do you know where to get a good fruitcake or something? Or where I, and she's like, I know, like, or what's a good fruitcake place? She's like, I know three. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like, that's so strange. Yeah, it's also weird because I feel like her whole so much of her personality is Christmas because she works at a toy company. She talks about how passionate she is. She literally calls herself the queen of Christmas at one point, mm. which made me feel homicidal. And he, she, his, yeah. his personality is not Hanukkah. He is just a man who happens to be Jewish. And I feel like it makes it both funnier and more fucked up because <laughs> she's just bothering a Jewish man and being like, why are you so random? Like she literally calls she Hanukkah calls random. Everything She's like, random. it's so random. I'm like, oh my god, this feels like yeah. a hate crime. Like what? I know. I hate it. It's like if like some white person just like followed me around and like saw me like using cocoa butter. It's just like, <laughs> what's that for? That's oh so my weird. God. <laughs> oh my god. Like, what is an, an afro pig? What? <laughs> like, it's so there's also I feel like a version of this movie where a guy pretends to not know about Christmas so like he can teach her about Hanukkah but he's like oh my god I know nothing about Christmas Ugh. and then they like fuck and she's like how do you how could you pretend like you didn't know about Christmas you betrayed me oh I would love that, that version because I would fully root yeah. for him <laughs> I would, I'd be I would, like I don't get laid I don't care yeah, what if it's it just like yeah. What if it's all just like an elaborate joke and he's just like, what? Uh, Christmas carols. <laughs> well, 
Well, yeah, also I was like, just, I mean, we've obviously already said this, but just that this movie exists in a universe where living in America, like anyone living in America isn't inundated with Christmas or like, you know, like Jewish people have written most of the popular Christmas songs. So it's just like the fact that he's like, teach me about wreaths. <laughs> like, he's a teacher. He's a teacher. So it's like, obviously, like, in schools, they do things about Christmas, like they decorate, they like, he has students who celebrate Christmas. It's so weird that especially a teacher does not know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's weird because like, I feel like these movies are made on the premise that like, everybody cares about Christmas and no one cares about Hanukkah. So let me introduce Hanukkah to all of these people. And it's like, the thing is, is that like, And I think, like, it's a lot of things with, like, a lot of different cultures where it's, like, we are aware about what you, like, waspy white people are doing. We just don't care. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's not that we don't know. And it's just, like, it's it's such a weird premise to be, like, a Jewish person is just as incurious about other things as Christians are about literally everything (laughs) that's not about Christianity. It's not the same thing. Yeah, it's not, like, an equal dynamic because the culture is Christian, like, in a, you know, basic way. No, but, no, but they're taking Christ out of schools. (laughs) There is a war on Christmas, and this movie is part of it. One thing, like, I will also say in terms of the movie that I both, like, loved and hated is, like, how quickly they established the stakes. I swear to God, within the first 30 seconds, she's like, I'm up for this promotion, and I'm going to do this at the toy company. And it's like, you immediately know. And then they build in, like, the timeline so well of everything. And I'm like, I both love and hate this because I feel like everything is being so spoon-fed to me as to, like, what day it is what's like what's coming up all this stuff but i'm like yeah i would probably stop paying attention yeah like it's literally like okay keep watching because we gotta see how her boss reacts can we talk about the toy that she's pitching i oh my i need to make fun of that for a minute so she decides so her douchey boyfriend peter who like what is his job i feel like he's in finance but we don't really know he's a stock I assumed he was a stockbroker because that was what he thought should be the toy. Yes, yes. And he's like, you should do a, a stockbroker action figure. And at first, Christy is like, uh, no, that's boring. What are the kids going to do with that? And he's like, I don't know. I just think it'd be cool. And you could teach them about money. You could teach them about stocks. And she's like, yeah, whatever. And then she comes up with the idea that she will do a comic with it. So it'll be like stockbroker action figure and then like teaching them, (laughs) teaching them about stocks. And of course, that idea comes from Jake Epstein because he is so invested in her toy career that he's like, let me help you. So her whole pitch is a stockbroker action figure. I'm sorry. I don't care how interesting the comic book is. No. Yeah. (laughs) No, that was one thing that I also just generally don't like in in rom-coms is when people who like are have their job and they're up for a promotion or something get their idea from their love interest because it makes me think they have zero talent at what they're yes, doing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, what is she going to do the next time she has to pitch? Just ask other people to help her make a lot of money? Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't I don't know if, if we're there yet, but then what they do land on is like biblical action figures is like so weird and such a bad oh, idea. Yeah, no, let's go there. <laughs> it's 
Oh my god. He okay, so his whole thing is that like the Maccabees versus the Greeks. It was like when I was a kid, I just like made up this game because there were no Maccabee action figures and I'm just like what is that something is that is that a need? Do people want those? I mean, I don't know. I know that they're like Christian figurines and those are fucking cursed. <laughs> um so I was just like do does the Jewish community also want cursed objects? <laughs> like, I don't, I do think there are probably Maccabee action figures. I will say that. I do think mm. those exist. But mm. also, I don't think that there's a market for, in addition to that being a bad idea, I don't think there's really yet, yeah, there's not a market for it. And like, Hanukkah, like, famously is not one of our biggest holidays. So it's like, not that yeah it's like this is bad this is not a fun way to end the movie you know that was my question is i was like okay who is gonna because this is supposed to make a lot of money and it's helping her get a promotion who is gonna is there gonna be enough are there gonna be enough people that buy these because like you said i was like well hanukkah is not the biggest jewish holiday and a lot of the people that are like Christy, a lot of the waspy Christians are going to be like, well, it's not a Christian thing. So, you know, it's biblical, but uh, it needs to be biblical in the way I want it to. Yeah. It's also weird because it's like, you've never met a Jewish person really, or like you don't understand Judaism yet. You think there's somehow a big enough market for this. Right. You know, it's like, well, shouldn't you not understanding Hanukkah until a few days ago, give you that idea that like that that like that wouldn't sell it's it's very strange do you think that her idea is okay because obviously one of the going themes is that jake epstein is he's a teacher and he's amazing with kids and he wants to have kids and the movie weaves in all these moments where he's playing with kids you know he ends up going to the big holiday party with christy when she does the pitch and he's playing with kids does she think he's just gonna convince a bunch of kids to buy the toy <laughs> she's like <laughs> she's like that's right yeah. like the power yeah. of of jake epstein the power of jonathan is just gonna get all these kids to buy it yeah also this is like another random thing his ringtone is dreidel 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 and i'm like this is too much <laughs> you know i i noticed <laughs> that i was like oh <laughs> oh my god i yeah this okay so wait um, excuse my ignorance. What is like, like the really big Jewish holiday? I would say like the biggest ones are like Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, like even Passover, which they do mention at the end, like in terms of like, by biggest, I guess I mean like most religious or most mm -hmm. sacred. Yeah. So like Hanukkah just ended up, it is like a more, one of our more fun holidays because a lot of them involve like fasting or like being sad or whatever. And so but it's not like sacred the way the other ones are. Mm -hmm. It just because it's a little more fun and because it's in December, it got like so much more commercialized. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Then like Okay. <laughs> but then like why? I don't know. Then like if if they wanted to like if Hallmark and Lifetime wanted to corner the holiday market for like jewish rom-coms then why wouldn't they choose like i mean i guess like i guess like it, uh, 
can you make a Passover rom-com? How would that work? I mean, I, you know, I'd like to think so. <laughs> it also it takes place over like a long period of time, but we do like satyrs for the first two nights and those are the most like intense nights. And then mm-hmm. I think everybody's just in a bad mood because you can't eat bread. Mm. So it's like not uh, not as uh, sexy as lighting candles. You know? <laughs> yeah, I the rom com is two really hungry people bonding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and like try and like fighting, and then being like, "Why are we even fighting? Oh, we're just hungry." You know, <laughs> right. it's not you; it's my hunger pains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, I get. I mean, I do like Hanukkah, and I get why it's become this big deal. It just like is so weird when they do try to incorporate. Hanukkah, I feel like it always just ends up hurting us more than helping us. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. Do you feel like that's partly because it's so it ends up getting tied to or compared to Christmas rather than actually like it's like more like, oh, what's the comparison to Christmas versus which is obviously what this movie does versus let's talk about Jewish holidays. Yeah, I think so. And I think also, like, this guy, again, feels like an alien. (laughs) Or, like, the thing, you know what I mean? So it's, like, you know, or, like, the way that, like, it just, like, becomes so, like, stereotypical, I guess. You know what I mean? And I think that's, that's, like, why it can be, it can be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, because we don't, we really, the only personality traits, and I mean, to be fair, there's no character in this movie that I felt was full, like a, a full person. Yes. But yeah. mm. it's like Jonathan's personality is that he loves kids. His girlfriend doesn't want kids. And I guess we're not supposed to like her for that reason because Christy's like, oh, how could she not like kids? Wow. And then, I mean, to be fair, it's obvious that Jonathan and Heather aren't compatible, but I just love that Christy's like, wow, she's selfish. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> what a new hot take on women. <laughs> and so he loves kids and then he happens to be jewish that's like it <laughs> like that's yeah. all we know we don't know anything about his parents it's interesting we meet his grandma we don't know anything about his parents yeah. we meet christy's parents we know that she's obsessed with christmas and Boy. so are they it's so yeah. it's so intense like they're yeah. just like let's go also who is still caroling like when, the okay, car- right? when the carolers show up, I'm just like, where are they? I mean, yeah. maybe they're in like, like, what if they're in like just like a small town? Actually, because that would also explain why a teacher on a teacher's salary would have an apartment that large. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like where? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Who, who are the carolers? <laughs> Can we Ooh. talk about how? Okay, so. We're jumping around a lot, but obvi- the ba- the basic arc of the plot, of course, is that Christy needs to learn about Hanukkah, and then she's teaching Jonathan about Christmas so he can impress his girlfriend Heather's dad. And then all- during this time, Christy has this like, like like Lana said, vaguely alt right uh, boyfriend <laughs> Peter who's obsessed with yeah. the game and just wants money, and so obviously. Christy and Jonathan both end up breaking up with Heather and Peter. And then at one point, Christy brings Jonathan to her parents for her pre-Christmas Eve 
hangout, which is, you know, the 23rd, which he's like, whoa, Christmas, that's a thing. And she's Christmas like, yeah, that's Eve, a thing. Eve. I'm like, that is not a thing. That is your family. This is, <laughs> this is like, that's today. This is Christmas Eve Eve. It Very is. Important. Christmas Eve Eve. Happy, yeah. Wow. Happy Merry Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the caroling happens is... It's like they're all teaching him about Christmas together. And then they ask a few questions about Hanukkah at the table. But when the carolers come, he ends up singing a Hanukkah song with them. And they just start singing with him. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, why does this man have to perform for you? No, and then, and then and he's just like, we have Hanukkah songs too. That was going to be your last lesson. And it's just like, how are you? Of course there are songs. It's so funny that they de- they never get to dreidel and like you know like they're playing dreidel and like it's like oh yeah we didn't get to that. That's like the second thing. Like you know what I mean? Like menorah dreidel and then that's kind of it. Like it's weird that they wouldn't cover that, but they would talk about all these other things. Yeah, sorry. I was like that's bizarre. Yeah, no, you don't have to be sorry. That is yeah. bizarre. Like, the fact that, like, Dreidel is only mentioned in, like, the last, like, five minutes of the movie. I'm just like, what? Like, also, yeah. also, you're making toys. Why wasn't the toy something Dreidel related? It's already a fucking toy. She could have, like, I really thought it was going to end with her watching those, watching the kids playing Dreidel yeah. and being like, oh, maybe we could, like, revolutionize the dreidel. <laughs> At least that would be. Yeah, I love that also, sense. <laughs> I, like, I, like, felt like also the fight they get into, the, like, the thing that keeps them apart is such a small little thing that it didn't feel, like, real enough. Like, I feel like they needed to be madder at each other to come back together, you know? Yeah. yeah 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 absolutely yeah there's not that's the thing is there's not also for being like she's really ignorant but at the same time this is like a movie about cultural exchange and they don't really butt heads ever and I feel like I, I don't think that they should like you know butt heads in like an awful way necessarily but I do think it's interesting that it's the struggle is supposed to be learning about each other's cultures but it's ultimately just like oh, I don't know anything. You don't know anything. Cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there's not, there, like you said, there's not like real disagreement. I mean, I don't really know what they would disagree about, to be honest, because it's holidays. But like, you know, there's no ideological headbutting. It's just like ignorance. Honestly, if you're going to do a movie like this, you need like kind of like an Adam Brody kind of Seth Cohen kind of person who's just like, what is wrong with you? Just like making like, just like making snarky jokes the entire time. Mm-hmm. And like Jake is too. He's like, too nice to her. Yeah. 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 It's just like, no, I kept on imagining Adam Brody being in this instead. And I was just like, no, it would be too good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And also <laughs> I think, I think her parents need to like, she needs to bring him home as a boyfriend and her parents need to not be so accepting. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Cause that, I was I was expecting that honestly I was like if she is from a family that is this kind of waspy and obsessed with Christmas um I feel like they're gonna say something like awkward yeah you know like they're or or maybe like she meets his family and they're like who is she like there's no there's none of that like everyone's just like 
<laughs> that's the movie that I want. Just yeah. you just bringing this goy home and everybody just being like, what the fuck is she doing here? Yeah. That's yeah. a way more interesting movie. I mean, I don't know, Lana, would you want to watch that movie? <laughs> I would. I would. I think if she was so like happy go lucky and dainty and and like could not match their like sensibilities you know what i mean i did watch another movie like this that's older that's like will you marry me and i that one is like kind of more like that but also really bad because it has no nuance you know Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i actually wanted to cover that one either this year or next year so we might cover it next year because the moment that i saw the poster i was like oh my god yeah (laughs) yeah i will say one thing that movie has going for it is wendy malick is in it which is like yeah and like she's actually a good actress so that's kind of fun but it what i think if i'm if i remember correctly it's like the boyfriend does bring the the Christian boyfriend brings home his Jewish girlfriend and she doesn't know if she can fit in and what like that kind of thing, which does feel more realistic than this movie. But at the same time, like, yeah, it just kind of resorts to like ugly stereotype kind of things, mm. you know? Yeah. 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 I feel like it would have like for it to be successful and have range it would need to be a movie. I feel like these movies are made so quickly and yes, it feels like they're churned out and there's the priority is not nuance. Mm-hmm. And so in some ways I, I wanted to see the meeting, the parents, the kind of guess who's coming to dinner, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I can't imagine it having been done well. Yeah. I feel like it would have been just more stereotypes. Yeah. And like one thing, this is like a minor thing and kind of a, a little bit uh like a little bit like also strange to me is she brings jelly donuts to the party and it's like if you're or like Sufganyot and it's like if you're having a Hanukkah party wouldn't you expect that they already have that there why would you bring that sorry I feel like yeah. that's I feel like she the centering yourself mm-hmm. issue is major right because yeah. I yeah. feel like that's why she was freaking out when she first found out that David was Jewish and she was just like, oh, but I'm supposed to be the most knowledgeable person. I'm supposed to be like the star of the holiday party. And so I feel like that choice reflects that aspect. Like she doesn't know how to not be competitive. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that would have also been an interesting thing to explore. She's like, I'm like her realizing she's too competitive and like calming down. And then like, but it's like instead they're just like two perfectly nice good people. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Boring. I know. I'm like, come on, tap into the flaws. Also, where's Jonathan's flaw besides the fact that his whenever he got programmed, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a lot of interesting AI going on. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, like, weird, too, because he does play that those, like, darker characters so well. And it's, like, a shame to not get to have that from him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, give us give us some, like, pathos. I want some holiday pathos. Yeah. Like, Craig, I'll, yeah. I'll send... Like, okay, I, every single time I see Jake Epstein, there are so many Craig Manning plots. Mm. But the one that I remember the most is the one where he's opening for Taking Back Sunday, I believe. But he's on coke. 
And so while he's performing, the like blood starts dripping from his nose. This is what I want. <laughs> that was like, oh God, yeah. as a Craig hater, mm. that was a great moment for me personally. <laughs> like, just like the biggest dirtbag, you know? Yes. Like that. Just- yeah. Oh my god, him him getting oh my god, him getting Manny pregnant. Yes. That I will I've been thinking I want to watch the holiday episode of him, Manny, and Ashley. And I yes. will probably do that later today. Cause that like truly like rocked my world. <laughs> I've never like this man. This I I get it. He's not a man, he's a teenager, but still yeah. I just how dare he? I know, I know. He was like <laughs> truly, like truly awful, and also in a way where it's like he's a like he's cute, he's attractive, but nothing to warrant the way he behaves. No, yeah. he just like it, the, from the moment he shows up in school, everybody's just like, "Oh my god, it's Greg, yeah. the hot guy." And it's like, I the thing is, is that like I'm not attracted to Drake, Mr. Aubrey Graham. But it's so weird in a universe where Aubrey Graham exists. Yeah. And everybody's fucking going crazy for this white boy who just showed up out of nowhere. True. And I think it's also because he's like, he's damaged, you know, in a way that like oh, yeah. young girls and oh, oh, young girls and adult women love where it's like, oh my God, he has a past and he needs oh my-, my help. You oh know? my god, he's like bipolar. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, the episode where we find out that he's bipolar. Oh my god, just so much. Yeah, he's just a way more interesting performer. Okay, so Lana, since you're our guest, mm-hmm. I would love it if you would suggest an alternative to mistletoe and menorahs. So I think my suggestion would be to honestly just watch When Harry Met Sally because it's not it's not a uh, Jewish rom-com per se, but is extremely Jewish and these two people can't stop getting in their own way, which is what we specialize in. So that would be my suggestion. Just throw that on. It'll make you feel good. Yes. And I also have a suggestion now that I think about it. It took like a minute, but Crossing Delancey. Oh, yes. Yes. yes, love so crossing good. Delancey. Yeah. So yeah, watch those. They're both great. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say one more thing about the movie, and that mm-hmm. is, you know how her coworker steals her idea or whatever at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Edgar. It's insane that he didn't have a non-compete. That he just could leave a toy company for the rival toy company. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, what? No, this doesn't. This. This wouldn't happen because they're aware that people could do that shit. Yeah. Also, imagine stealing an idea like that <laughs> and thinking, yeah, I got it in the back. Stockbroker action figure. And then the best part is he doesn't even do the same pitch. He does congressional action figure. Oh and I'm like, God. why? So, so much I'm worse. like, I'm convinced that none of you have ever played with a toy. No. <laughs> what the fuck? I could not imagine. And also, this movie came out like fairly recently. Yeah. So it's also just like. You should just be creating, like, an app or something. Like, this is weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all, yeah. in 2019, thinking that kids would want to play out what's happening in Congress. <laughs> like, are you a sadist? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, man. I also yeah. think um, a thing that this, like, sometimes rom-coms do for me is remind me of jobs that exist. Not that I think her job exists in its current iteration, but I'm like, 
oh yeah like wow there are so many jobs in the world oh yeah for sure like there are people that work at toy companies like obviously we're at a point where there's like four big companies so I feel like it's probably a lot less personal than this movie makes it seem but like those jobs do exist Mm -hmm. it's weird yeah yeah man other jobs much to think about (laughs) much much to ponder much Much to to ponder ponder. oh my god okay so this is our last episode of the year i believe so yes it is so if you're listening which i guess if you can hear this you are crazy i appreciate you we love you thank you for hanging out with us this weird year and I hope you'll continue to in the next one and Lana thank you for joining us end of year do you have anything you'd like to plug thank you so much for having me just my book it's called build your own romantic comedy so if you guys want to check that out you can get it pretty much anywhere books are sold and yeah I think I think that's it so yeah thank you so much excellent and where can people find you online if they want to stalk you at underscore Lana Bell on Twitter and at character actress Lana Schwartz on Instagram. Everyone have a lovely holiday. I am having a lovely holiday in New York, mostly by myself, but later I'll be hanging out with Bronwyn. When are we doing that anyway? Is that tomorrow? It should be on Christmas. Okay, that's one. Get a negative COVID test. (laughs) okay awesome great everyone make sure to get your booster and we will see you next year we might start the year with uh of of your request month we do have some requests piled up a viewer listener whatever whatever you're doing i feel like don't we aren't we gonna do that yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna start the new year by doing requests so if you've been waiting on us we promise we didn't forget. We are going to get into the weeds, the gorgeous, gorgeous romantic comedy weeds. And uh, per usual, our theme song is by Clutch Douglas. If you feel like leaving us a review that's positive, we'd love that. If you feel like leaving a negative one, um, I suggest you journal about it. And yeah. per usual, I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And I'm Jordan Searles. Bye. Bye.